All right, open up, if you would, to Romans chapter 12. Last week, uh, Jake started a series for us on stewardship. Last week, he talked about being good stewards of uh, the time that God has given to us. And this week, we want to spend a little time talking about, thinking about how to be good stewards of the talents that God has uh, given to us. Uh, last week, Jake started off his sermon by giving us a definition of stewardship, uh, and I'm not sure if it's the same one that he gave or not, but I looked one up this, this afternoon as well, and it says that stewardship is uh, the job of supervising or taking care of something, such as an organization or property, okay? And I like that idea of supervising. I like the, the idea of managing. That's another word you can think of when we think of stewardship, managing um, something that belongs to someone else. Um, it's not, not, that we, uh, not that we own whatever it is, but we're, we've been given it in trust and we're managing it now, using it, supervising it for the other person. I, uh, I heard a sermon on uh, stewardship one time and the, the preacher gave an analogy of a, of a steward or a waiter or waitress. I think sometimes they're called stewards maybe in, in fancier, more expensive restaurants. And he was asking what would be a good steward in that context. And he said, what if a, uh, so a family comes in, someone comes in and they sit at the table and they order the food that they want off the menu and the, the steward takes the order back to the kitchen and turns it in and then the chef prepares the food. It's this fancy restaurant, so it's cooked for, to perfection the way that the way that, 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 that he wants it to be cooked, and then it's also arranged on the plate and presented the way that he wants it to be presented. And so the steward goes in and, and gets it when it's ready, and uh, as the steward is delivering it to the table, he kind of stops off uh, to the side at this little station, and he kind of rearranges everything, right? Maybe, maybe takes one of the side dishes off and adds another side dish from, from another plate, or maybe just kind of rearranges the, the way that things are, uh, the way that things are presented, the way that things look on the plate, that, that would not be a good steward, right? Because the steward's job is not, is not, to, uh, is not to, to recreate something or re, re, uh, rearrange something the way that he thinks it should be. The steward is entrusted with what someone else has put together and in delivering that and, and using that the way that the original person meant for it to be. And so a good steward would be the one who goes to the kitchen, gets the, gets the plate, and delivers it to the table exactly the way the, um, the chef prepared it. Uh, so a steward is someone who, who supervises or manages or oversees something uh, that belongs to someone else. It's been given to him in, in trust. And as we're thinking tonight about uh, how to be good stewards of the, of the talents that God has, has given us, one of the kind of first questions that comes to mind is, what are we talking about when we're talking about talents? When we say talents, what are, what are we talking about? What does that mean? And we've, when we think about the Bible, uh, how the Bible talks about talents, um, the Bible talks in, in several different places in the New Testament about, about gifts that God has given to his people, spiritual gifts uh, particularly, right? Um, there's not a whole lot of places in the, in the New Testament that distinguish talents from Gifts, and so the passage that we're going to read tonight, Romans 12, and then a, another couple of passages we're going to look at, is those passages talk more about giftings that God has given to us. But I think we can think about those same principles, 
right? The, uh, a, a, a spiritual gift that God has given to a believer and a uh, and we might say a non-spiritual gift or a regular gift or something like that or a talent. Those are I, I don't I don't think those are exactly the same things, right? Uh, but I, I think we can gain some some principles for how to be good stewards, good users, good managers of the talents that God has give, given us, the gifting that God has given us, as we look at what he says about how we're to use the spiritual gifts that he's given to us, okay? Um, and then uh, kind of a third thing to think about as we, as we start out tonight is um, when we're thinking about being good stewards of the talents that God has given to us, kind of where are we talking about? Are we talking about how to be good stewards of, of the talents God's given to us inside the church? among other believers, or are we talking about how to be good stewards of the talents that God has given to us um, in the world? Um, and, and, and I think there's some overlap there as well. The main focus tonight is going to be how are we good church members to one another? How do we use our, our giftings and talents that God has given us for the benefit of his people, of the church? Uh, but again, I think the, the same principles apply as we're uh, living life outside the church and interacting with those that are, that are not believers as co-workers or families or, or friends or, or whatever that might be, okay? And so I want us to look at Romans chapter 12, and as I'm reading through this passage, I want you to be thinking about three things, kind of three points that I'm going to have tonight. Not much of a surprise, right? Most sermons are three points. And so three, three points tonight, three things for us to think about tonight. And the first one is, uh, I, I want to encourage you to think about how to evaluate your talents rightly. How do you evaluate your talents rightly? And then secondly, how do you understand your talents rightly? And then thirdly, uh, how do you use your talents rightly? So how do you evaluate your talents rightly? How do you understand your talents rightly? And how do you use your talents rightly? So as we're thinking, uh, thinking of that, have that in mind, listen to Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 3. It says, for through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each one a measure of faith. For just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy, according to the proportion of his faith. If service, in his serving. Or he who teaches, in his teaching. Or he who exhorts, in his exhortation. He who gives, with liberality. He who leads, with diligence. He who shows mercy, with cheerfulness. Okay, so first of all, let's look at, look at verse 3, and let's think about how do we evaluate our talents rightly? How do you evaluate your talents rightly? The first thing he says in verse 3, uh, he says, Through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to. Not to think more highly of himself than he ought to. And so this is the first uh, kind of the, the, the first way that we evaluate our talents rightly, the talents that we have, the gifting that God has given to us, we shouldn't think too highly of ourselves. You shouldn't think too highly of 
yourself, even if there are things in your life that you're good at. And each one of us have things in our lives that we're good at, but we shouldn't let those things cause us to think too highly of ourselves. You shouldn't make the mistake of, of thinking that the talents and the gifts that you've been given have not been given, right, or have not been received. The talents and gifts that, that you have, you didn't create them on your own. You didn't make them on your own. You got them from God. God gifted those to you. God gave those to you, right? If we go back to the analogy of a, of a restaurant worker, a steward in a restaurant, uh, the steward goes to the table and, and, and presents the food and maybe comes back a little bit later and checks on the, on, on the table and, you know, how is everything? Is everything cooked okay? Is everything prepared okay? And, and often uh, you hear this response, or at least kind of a cliched response. I don't know how often we hear it, but it's kind of a cliched response. We hear, my compliments to the chef, right? He doesn't say my compliments to the steward. He says, my compliments to the chef, because he recognizes, that the customer recognizes that the chef is the one who prepared it, not the steward. The steward delivered it, but the chef is the one that, that, that created it, prepared it, right? And as we're thinking about the, the talents that, that we've been given, the, the gifts that we've been given, the, um, the, the, the things that have been entrusted to us, we should remember that they, they don't come from us. They come from God. And so whatever those gifts are, whatever those talents are that you're thinking of, we should remember that those come from God, and so we should not think too highly of yourself. But then also in, in, in verse 3, he says something else. He says, it's very similar, but he says, you, uh, I say to everyone among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but instead to think so as to have sound judgment. Or some translations, I think, say sober judgment. I like that, right? Think with sober judgment. And so we shouldn't think too highly of ourselves, but we should think with, with sober judgment, okay? If you've been around here for, for very long, uh, you may have heard me tell this story before, may have heard me use this illustration before, but I think it's a good one. I think it's a good one that proves the point. Uh, back several years ago, our church was, in, uh, was involved in some church league softball, right? And we still do that, I think, sometimes even now. Basketball league, maybe more now, but we were doing softball at, at one point. Uh, and I was on the softball team playing, playing church league softball. And, uh, you know, growing up, I never played baseball, never played softball. We got a baseball mom back here in the, in the back tonight. Growing up, I never played baseball. I grew up playing football. I grew up playing basketball a little bit, but, but football. Um, but I never grew, grew up playing, playing baseball, not something I really learned how to do. And so we're playing, uh, we're playing softball. Mind you, it's slow pitch men's softball, right? Like your mom out in the front yard pitching to you to make sure you hit the, hit the ball, right? And so we're playing a game, and it's, it's uh, I think maybe it's the last game of the season, maybe the last game of the playoffs, the tournament that we're in at the end of the season, and we're playing, and, uh, and we're, we're losing, uh, and we're down, and it's the last inning, and it's the, we've got two outs, and it's my turn to come up to bat. Perfect opportunity for, to be a hero, right? Uh, kind of win the game for the team, or at least put us in a position to keep playing, to keep winning. And so we're, we're so I'm up to bat, uh, and I strike out. Okay. Uh, and so I get real mad about it. I stuff my stuff in my bag or whatever, and, and go to my car and leave. Uh, and uh, just a few minutes after I after I leave. Uh, Josh Green called me and was like, what are you doing? 
I was like, what do you mean? What am I doing? I'm leaving. He's like, yeah, but this is church league softball. Like, we're about to pray. We're, our whole team is together praying right now, and you just left. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, dude, I'm, he's like, what are you mad about? And I was like, I just lost the, ga- the game for our whole team. And he's like, yeah, but we all knew you were going to. Like, you, when, when, you, when you got up to bat, we were all taking our cleats off already and putting our gloves in our bag, right? We knew that you were going to strike out. That's not a surprise. What are you mad about? You're not very good at, at softball. We all know that, right? The reason you're upset is because you're thinking too highly of yourself. You're thinking more highly of yourself than you, than you should, right? You're not, you're not judging yourself with sober judgment. You know, maybe if we're playing, if we're playing a church league football game and, uh, and we're in pads and we're, you know, doing some, some trapping or some, you know, pulling guards or things like that, maybe, maybe I would be better at it, but I'm, but I'm not good at softball. I just saw a video just a, just a few minutes ago of a 102-year-old man playing, playing golf Right, and he's out, and I've never played golf before, but he's out, and he's in a stance, and he's, he hits the ball, and I guess it doesn't do what he wants it to do, and so he like throws his club off to the side. And, and the caption was, you know, 102-year-old man still trying to find his golf game or whatever. He, he, he's not good at golf. And he got upset, even though he's not good at golf. He played according to the way that he would expect him to play, right? Paul says here that we should not think too highly of yourself, and you should think with sober judgment. We shouldn't think too highly of ourselves. We shouldn't, we shouldn't think of the things that we're good at as something that comes from us. Uh, and and we, shouldn't, we shouldn't think the things that we're not good at is, is some, um, is some uh, bad thing about ourselves, right? It just means that those are not the things that we're talented at. We're all talented at different things. And so we're good at some things and we're not good at other things. So the first thing is we should evaluate your talents Rightly, and then the second thing is you should understand your talents rightly, and that kind of sounds like the same thing. But but what I mean by it's a little bit different. Look at verses four and five. He says, "For just as we have many members in one body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another." We should understand our our, our talents rightly. We're all part of one body. Okay. And each person is given talents that are different. We don't all have the same talents. We don't have time to, to go there right now, but I think you all are familiar with uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Maybe most of you are familiar with that passage where, where Paul's writing to, a, to another church in Corinth, and he talks, about, um, he talks about the body, right? He's using a, a similar analogy here, but he goes into a little bit more detail there, and he talks about if, everyone was an, if, if every body part was an eye, then how would the body move around? The body needs feet, right? And if every, if every body part was an ear, then how would the body be able to see? Well, the body needs, needs an eye, right? But it doesn't need all eyes. It doesn't need all feet. It, need, it doesn't need all ears. It needs a variety of different parts that can do a variety of different things. And so the, the reason that God is, has gifted you, the reason that God has given you the talents that he's given you is not for your own um, edification, not for your own... Um, not so that people will look at you and, and, and see how great you are and kind of build you up. And we should honor one another. There, there, there's a rightness in that. The Bible tells us that. We should honor one another, right? Give honor where honor's due, that kind of thing. But the reason that God has given you the, the talents that he's given you, the giftings that he's given you, is for the good of other people around you, for the good of the body, for the good of the church, right? And I, w- I would even say that, that the reason... One of the reasons, perhaps, that God has drawn us to this specific church 
is because God has gathered people that, are, that, that have different talents and different giftings that we might uh, benefit one another and benefit the whole body. And maybe you're thinking you don't have any talents or any giftings, right? Maybe you're thinking that you're not a pastor or you're not a deacon or you're not a Sunday school teacher or, or, or whatever other giftings you might think of. But, but just think with me for a, for a minute. Think about our food pantry ministry. There are people that are here on Tuesday mornings putting boxes together and putting food together in boxes. There are people that are here on Tuesday nights putting bread together and, and, and dividing it up and putting it in the boxes. There are people that are here on Wednesdays that talk to people and take names. There are people that, uh, that, that keep the boxes prepared to make sure there's, there's boxes ready to go. There's people that get the boxes for the people. There are people that deliver the boxes to the people and help load them into their, into their cars. There are people that can't do any of that and, and aren't, aren't really the face of the food pantry ministry, never see anybody that gets the food, but they're able to be here on a, on, on a Thursday afternoon once a month or so and help unload a, a truck full of food, pallets full of food. There's Paul that's here every day working in the food pantry, doing, doing things that need to be done, right? Think about how our church provides dinners for, uh, for, for sports teams, for high school football teams and, and, and basketball teams and soccer teams and, and different ones. There's some people that are able to go shopping and, and get the things together. There's some people that are able to do the cooking. There's some people that are able to gather the teams together. There's some people that are able to be here to welcome the teams as they come in. There's some people that are able to serve the, the food to the players. There's some people that are able to, to, to do the teaching and a, and a gospel presentation while the teams are here. There's some people that are able to, to clean up afterwards. Think about our, our worship service this morning. Think about just the, just the music aspect of our worship service this morning. There's some people who are able to organize that, put all that together, right? Plan who's going to be here and, and what, what music's going to be played and what, what songs are going to be sung. There's some people who are talented and gifted at playing guitar. There's some people that are talented and gifted at playing piano. There's some people that can play keyboards and drums and violin, and we've had people here play flute before, and I think trumpet and some different instruments like that. There's some people that are able to sing. There's some people that are able to work the computers and make sure the, uh, the words and things that, that need to be up on the screen are there and the videos that need to be played are played. There's some people that are able to work the sound system and make sure that everyone sounds, uh, sounds good through the microphones and through the speaker systems. Right? All these different people that are talented and gifted in, in different ways. And there are a lot of people who would say, I would never want to be up on stage leading something. I'd never be, want to be up on stage singing in front of people. Or I'd never would be, want to be up on stage talking in front of people. But I'm happy to be back at the computer making sure the, the words are up because I'm good at that. And there are others who say, you know what, I can stand up on stage and talk. Or I can stand up on stage and pray. Or I can stand up on stage and sing. But I would never want to be in front of the computer and it's up, everything's on me to make sure the right words come up at the right time. And if something goes wrong, make sure that it gets fixed, right? Because we all are gifted and talented in, in different ways. Some people are able to unlock doors and open doors and turn the alarm system off and turn the heat on and make sure to turn the lights on, make sure the church is ready. Some people are able to pray and some people are able to teach and some people are able to encourage. There's some people you can be around that are just encouraging to be around. There's some people that are able to serve. There's some people that, that if you're around those people 
and, and something comes up that needs to be done, it's just, it, it just kind of automatically gets done, right? Well, it doesn't automatically get done. It seems to you maybe that it automatically gets done, and maybe it seems to me that it automatically gets done, but it's not automatic. It's because there are people whose gifting and talenting is to get things done, to serve in different ways. I wasn't here last Sunday morning. I was preaching at Cove, but um, I heard we had a pretty epic prayer, right? I think someone timed it at 18 minutes long, which is great, I think. I, I love that. But we were talking and kind of joking about that, and some people were saying, man, I got mentioned four or five times in that prayer, right? Because we have people that do multiple things. We have people that volunteer in, in, in children's ministry and youth ministry and uh, and lead, lead in music and do all, all these different things, right? We have people that do multiple things, multiple talents, multiple giftings that people have and that God is, is using. Each person is given talents and giftings for the good of everyone else and for the good of the whole. Everyone does his part so that everyone else can do his part. Right? Everyone does his part so that everyone else can do his part. Um, if, if we have a, 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 a baseball, basketball, football, whatever team here to eat a meal, there's lots of things that have to get done. And if the person who's here who's supposed to be sharing the gospel that day is busy serving the food, well, then it makes it hard for that person to share the gospel, right? But if there are other people that are talented at cooking and that love to serve are able to be here to do that part, then it makes the other person able to focus just on the part that, that he's doing, right? Each one does his part so that each one can do his part. I'm a, I'm a better follower of Jesus because of the way that God has gifted you and others in our church and the way that you're using those gifts in our church. And hopefully, you're a better follower of Jesus because of how God has gifted me in our church and how God's using me and how I'm using those gifts in the church. So we should rightly evaluate the gifts, our talents rightly. We should understand your talents rightly. And then finally, you should use your talents rightly. Look at verse 6. He says, since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy according to the, prop, to the proportion of his faith, if service in, this, in his serving, or who teaches in his teaching, or who exhorts in his exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who share, shows mercy with cheerfulness. The third thing is you should use the, the, the talents and the gifts that God has given to you. You should use them. He gave them to you to use them. He gave them to you to be a good steward of them, and part of that means using them. If the chef at the restaurant gives the plate of food to the steward and the steward just kind of hangs on to it, well, that's not being a good steward of, of what he's been entrusted with, right? His, his job is to take that and deliver it to those who've ordered it, those who want it, those who need it. And, and, and we should use the talents and the giftings that God has given to us. You should use the talents and the giftings that God has given to you. And, there, and there's kind of, kind of a balance here between how much is it, how much of it is kind of natural gifting and how much of it is, uh, is development and practice and, and those kind of things. And, and there's a balance to that, right? I think, about, I think about 2 Timothy chapter 1 where Paul is talking to Timothy and he's encouraging Timothy as a younger believer 
And one of the things that he tells Timothy there in verses 6 and 7 is he's reminding Timothy about his mom and his grandma that Paul knew and how they were believers in in, in Christ, and he tells Timothy to continue in, in, in the faith that they held, follow their example in that. But then he says, uh, he says, fan into flame the gift that you received when I laid hands on you. Fan into flame the gift that God has given to you. Develop the gifting that God has, has given to you. And one of the ways that we develop those gifts is by using them. One of the ways we develop them is by using them. And one of the ways that we develop them is by using them in in the church, in in the family of the church. And so we should use the gifts that God has given to us. You have a responsibility to to use them. Don't be shy about it. Don't be afraid to do what God has gifted you to do and equipped you to do. And then use them for the good of the whole church. Use them for the good of the whole church. In our church covenant, uh, that that, that kind of describes how we're going to live together as believers in Christ and the family of the church. There, there are two points that kind of mention this a little bit. In, in, in point number three, it says, we will seek to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ both personally and corporately. We will support efforts to extend the gospel in our community, our state, our country, and the world. Well, how do we together seek to advance the gospel of Jesus both personally, individually, and corporately as a, as a whole church? How is it that we uh, support the, the efforts to extend the gospel in our community, our state, our country, and our world? How do we do that? Well, one of the ways that we do that is by using the gifts that God has given to us. One of the ways we do that is by using the gifts and the talents that God has given to us so that our whole church as a, as a whole, as a corporate entity, as a family, as a, as a body of Christ— is equipped to do the work of ministry. Again, when I do my part, it lets, helps you and lets you do your part. When you do your part, it helps me and lets me do my part. The fifth point in our, in our church covenant says this. It says, we will support the ministries and mission of the church through praying for the church, exercising our spiritual gifts, and contributing financially to its needs. This is how we seek and support the ministry and the mission of the church. Our, our mission statement, if you don't know, it's, it's up on the wall downstairs, and you've probably heard it a lot, but if you don't know, it's that we exist to proclaim Jesus while loving and serving both God and people. And so how do we, how do, we do that? We, again, we do that together as we all use the talents and the giftings that God has given to us. One of the ways that we love God and people is as we provide meals for football teams or soccer teams or whatever. One of the ways that we love God and people is as we're ha- giving food out on a, on a Wednesday afternoon in the, in, the, in the food pantry line, right? One of the ways that we, uh, that we love God and love people is as we're able to, to help someone who shows up at the church and needs help paying an electric bill or needs help getting uh, some clothes for their little kid or some diapers for their baby or something like that, right? But those are all ways that, that we're able to love God and people, and we're able to proclaim Christ while we're doing that, but only because the whole church is using the giftings that, that we have, using the talents that he's given to us for the betterment of one another, for the betterment of the whole, and ultimately for the, for the mission to our community. So evaluate your talents rightly, understand your talents rightly, use your talents right. And so I want to 
end tonight just with asking you two questions for you to, to think about. The first question is, what are your talents? What are your gifts? What is it that God has talented you with? That's not a verb. What is it that God has given to you? What is it God has gifted you with? What, is, what are the talents that he has given you? That's the right way to say that. Right? What are the talents that God has given to you? What are the gifts that God has given to you? Pray that, that God would help you to discern that. And, and one of the ways that you discern that is by serving in the church. And you find out what you're good at. You find out what, you're, what, what comes natural to you. You find out what you enjoy, what you like doing, right? We, were, uh, we had our first map meeting this, this past week, and we were talking about some of these things. We were talking about calling, and, and, and we were saying one of the ways to, to discern a calling from God is there's an, there's an internal aspect to it and an external aspect to it. And I think this applies also to, to, to gifts and to talents as well. There's an internal aspect to it where, where the, what is it that you like doing? What is it that you get joy out of doing? What is it that, 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 that pleases you as you're, as you're serving the Lord in, in, the, in, in whatever specific way? And then also, what, what external feedback are you getting, right, where the church is encouraging you? If, maybe you love being in kids' ministry. And, and, and so you, you find yourself volunteering in kids' ministry, and you, and you love that. There's kind of that internal thing where, where that seems like something that, that, that you enjoy doing. And then you have parents saying, man, I love, I love when you serve in nursery, or I love when it's your turn to, to be with the kids because my kids love coming, and they always come home, and they're telling me what you taught them and how you taught them, and it sticks with them. And, and so there's that internal part, but then there's that external part where, where you're getting affirmation and, and confirmation from the, from the church around you. So what are your talents? What are your gifts? Discern those through, through serving and volunteering in, in different ways. And then the second question is, what are you doing with them? What are you doing with them? What are your talents? What are your gifts? And then what are you doing with them? Are, are you using them? Are you using them as a way to get glory and honor and uh, admiration for yourself? Are you using them... Uh, to benefit the uh, others around you, using them to benefit uh, the whole body of your church. What are your talents? What are your gifts? God's given you some. God's talent has given you some talents. God has given you gifts. God is calling you to serve his church. What are they? And then what are you doing with them? How are you using them? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much tonight that you are a good God to us. God, we thank you that you have saved us and brought us into your, into your family and made us your people and made us your church and, and, and made us your church here at, at this specific church. And God, we thank you that you have given us talents and, and giftings. God, not only have you called us to be your children, but you've given us the joy of, of joining you in your, in your mission. And God, I pray for each of us here uh, right now, God, I pray for, for those that may watch this or listen to this uh, recording later. God, I pray for those who are uh, others who are in our church. God, I pray that you would help us to, to discern what the giftings are, what the talents are that you have given to us. What is it that you have created us to do? What is it that you have uh, made us good at and made us kind of natural at doing those things? Help us to, to find those things. Help us to discern that. God, help us as a church to help others discern that, to encourage and confirm and affirm those things in others around us. And then, God, I pray you would help us to, to put those things into action, put those talents, put those giftings to use for 
the good of your body and God for the good of the world that your glory might be known and your gospel might be known. God, we thank you so much for Jesus and pray all of this in his name. Amen.